The holidays is a magnifying glass. Whatever is good is wonderful. Whatever is bad just totally sucks. It's really not that good and it's really not that bad. That's right. No, but it's so true, man. It magnifies it. Because of expectations. It's supposed to be a special time of year. Well, it is, but it doesn't mean that all the other issues are gone. Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952... If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. It's good to see you today, Tom, and happy holidays. Yeah, it is the holidays. It's like... I. Time go. I mean, this we we could do a whole we could do a whole podcast on aging, which we probably you know probably a lot of people are doing that. But one of the things about aging is how 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 fast time goes and how fast this comes back around. So so um uh, but yeah, it is the holidays and and I'm you know I'm I think I'm ready. Yeah, how about you I guys? am. Well, I uh, it's funny like I where my mind goes to uh, erratically enough when I think of the holidays is man, I'm just going to ensconce myself in the kitchen and just be, I have to have my hands doing something during the holidays because uh, there's, I, I get this kind of feeling of doom when I'm stuck at like a long table with, you know, surrounded by people. And I've just got to like, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel this pressure to be on and like, you know, to, uh, to kind of like be presenting all the time to, uh, you know, to, to the, the family and friends that I maybe only see once a year. Wow. And that, well, uh, that- yeah. That I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm just writing that down. There, there's one way for us to talk about holidays is, is ex- expectations. You know, I mean, you I've heard you talk about this a lot, Alan. And we talk about it a lot with with emotional sobriety, but but expectations. You know, we know about adjusting our expectations for other people. Expect them to be who they are. You know, Uncle Char- Uncle Charlie's always going to be Uncle Charlie. But expectations for ourselves, you know, are are probably ridiculous. So anyway. Definitely. We'll get around to that, but anyway, Definitely for thanks me. for sharing that. Yeah. How about you, Alan? What's your, uh, what's your holiday thing? Or what do you think about when uh, you, you start to plan for the holidays? Well, this time of year is always has a, a sense. To, I always have a sense of melancholy because my dad died the day after Christmas mm. back in 1963. Yeah. So there's always this, I mean, up to that point, Christmas was something I was so tremendously excited about. I could hardly go to bed the night before, you know, on Christmas Eve, that Santa was coming. And I mean, I believed all that stuff when I was a kid. I mean, I never could figure out how we could get through such a small chimney that we had, but, but, but I believe. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't bother us with the details. Yeah. No, no, no. Somehow (laughs) he still got his reindeer on the roof and he got a point in the house and, you know, today Santa would probably get shot. (laughs) <laughs> he's an intruder in oh terms. yeah that's right but 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 it was such an exciting time and part of it was you know m- my mom's um italian she uh she was first generation italian american her family came from naples 
And the Italians celebrate Christmas, man. I got to tell you. Mm. I mean, we would go to my aunt's house and I my mouth is going to water. Mm-hmm. The table, and it was a big, long table, would be filled with food, lasagna, eggplant, brujol, this Italian steak that's 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 you know you you pound it all day to get it real tenderized and then you put egg in there and cheese and all these all these italian seasonings you roll it up and you put these toothpicks in it and then you cook mm-hmm. it in the sauce for like 6 hours wow. and it is oh it's delicious i mean but this there would be a table i mean mm-hmm. i mean we'd start eating at around 1 o'clock in the afternoon we'd finish around 6 o'clock mm-hmm. i mean it was just Meal after, and then after they clear away the food at six o'clock, then they'd fill the table with desserts. Yeah, we'd have good, we'd have, I mean, all these Italian cookies and pastries. And uh, it was, uh, I mean, and we were around extended family, it was a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. When my dad passed away, that all disappeared. We didn't mm. have those celebrations, it was very understated. Like I said, my mom, you may have heard me say this. I've said this so many times. My mom was so grief struck that she could hardly function that first year. Mm-hmm. And she was it. I mean, her sister had her own kid to raise. There were no, that was the only person that was in the area that that, that was family. My grandfather, who's my dad's dad, he um, was grief struck as well. So he couldn't, he didn't step up. So it was it's just a hard time of year for me. Those memories come back. So you guys were the were the were the center of that. The, you guys were the were, were that the heart of the of the family gathering. And so the aunt, aunt, aunt Helen had as many of these functions at her house. I think they would alternate every year. Yeah. One year being my mom's one play. It was my aunt and my mom. But when my dad died. That's amazing. You know, though. How, what what did what a huge difference that. Yes. Oh, it just told everything disintegrated mm. is the way that I look back at it now today, you know, and having children of my own and stuff and that some of the joy and, and excitement comes back looking at it through their eyes. Right. But right. I still feel that melancholy, you know, and one of the things I was going to talk about is, mm-hmm. you know, when I was young, that there was that expectation set that this was a joyous time of year. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be that, right? It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a time that you just celebrated life and family, and there was gift giving and stuff like that. But there's many ways that it never fulfilled all those expectations. Right. And that's what you were talking about, Tom. So I think talking about the holidays mm-hmm. and our expectations. I yeah. think there's well, and because really- I never, I mean, I think about it back, back, I think about it now, and it's like, I mean, I think even my brothers and I even t- talked about it sometimes, that it, even though we didn't have the necessarily the we weren't talking the language of mental mental health, but right, but the let you know, we called it the letdown, you know, the letdown, you know, and of course, part of that, part of that's just as kids, I mean, we're just running adrenaline through our system like nobody's business, and there's going to be, there's going to be a you know, what goes up must come down, but. It was, it was more than that there, there, you know, there was, uh, we didn't have a frame of reference for this. And it, it was like in the expectations for the joyousness and the perfectness of all that other stuff. I, the way I look at it is they were impossible to meet. Yeah. 
and, and impossible for us to feel in, in the internal part of that is I was supposed to feel that. So therefore that was part of where some of my self self-incrimination was coming, coming in and, and going, you know, without, without me knowing what it was doing now, looking back, being able to say like, you know, I, I should be feeling differently than I am now instead of, Oh, here comes this feeling. I mean, there is that expectation, isn't there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so we get, what you get, what you get is you get the feeling on top of the feeling. And I'm always talking about people with, with layers. It's like, like, so here I am, here I am feeling some, the letdown after Christmas, for instance. But then what's getting developed is the, the, the self-criticism, the self-condemnation of, you know, and probably not in the form of, oh, you're a horrible person at that point. But just the idea is you should not be feeling that. You're feeling the, you know, you're feeling the wrong thing. Like, yeah. Well, let's round it off, Tom. So what are the holidays? What do you bring to the holidays? And like, what do those mean to you uh, these days? I've really, I, I think one of the things I'm, I'm actually double checking everything I'm saying in my head because I'm getting, I, I'm, I've got a guy in my, on my committee going like, oh, you're getting, be careful, you're getting ready to lie. Dean, I don't have kids and we haven't had kids. And so, so it's like, like, it's just, it's us and, and what the friends and stuff we have around us. And we've had tra- different traditions through the years. If I'm being really honest, what I end up doing is being codependent within my marriage that's that's the honest i i worry about it, 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 i think it means more to Didi to connect with to f- families and and other people that we know and stuff like that and i and i worry about her and pro- probably you know stick my nose in her business more than is useful i mean it's it's, it's well intended but it's it's like so i think i and therefore now now thank you Pat, patrick always my therapist bringing me around so there therefore so my part of that is i am telling myself that Didi has to be okay for me to be okay mm. and so i thank you i'll work on that this year it's like <laughs> it's it's like I, I think i have been making some progress there but but uh i need to be able to experience my own holiday feelings yeah well tell me what you think of this the emotional sobriety part come as you are to the holidays right you know it needs to kind of like be a solution to something rather than just like this is just one stop off here we are right now uh, yeah i by the way in case in case you know you're working on naming this this uh podcast this episode come as you are to the holidays is beautiful that is that i I mean, that's a book. I mean, that, somebody should write that book. It's, it's like, come as you are. What a challenge. Well, see, that goes into, see, not only are we up against our expectations, but here's one of the things that really, I think, you know, creating mm-hmm. even a greater challenge. I mean, the expectations of those people that we're going to get together with. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and they manifest themselves. And we've talked about this a lot about these unenforceable rules. They mm-hmm. show up like, in an Italian family, if you don't show up with several boxes of goodies or a plate <laughs> or a dish when somebody is housing a party, you have mm-hmm. violated a major rule. And so there's all of these unenforceable rules that are all mm-hmm. over the place. You know, and it's a time where I think in in my family, there was very little gossip that went on. I was so aware of this is everybody put aside their differences to have this wonderful time of year. And it's not that those differences weren't there. They were there. Mm -hmm, They mm -hmm. just, everybody kind of had this agreement. We're just not going to get into stuff that's going to cause a lot of turmoil and conflict. And when it would happen, if it would happen, it rarely did. But when it would, then that person was considered the most evil person in the world, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Is that they've now been 
possessed by the devil or something like that. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'm just aware of is how many, you know, rules that we're going to come into contact with. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's the other part of that I want to get into today, not only for us to become aware of our unenforceable rules and what we expect from this time of year, because I thought your question is, um, was really a good one, Patrick. Like, where is Tom at today in his life? Now, it might be interesting for each of us to say where we are today and where we were as kids. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Or, so I'll do that. So I'll contrast. So where I was as a kid, I told you, I looked forward to mm-hmm. it. Exciting time of year. After my dad's death, and I went through that trauma, then it really took the real shine right off of Christmas for a long time, the glory, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Today, I see it more. uh, I think I'm a bit, I'm a lot more grounded from it is that I realize it's just another way that we experience each other. Mm -hmm. And it's a time of year to really give gifts. And this is one of the things that's different. When I was growing up, the emphasis is on giving the gift, not on what the person wanted. It was so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you got to dig this. I grew up in a neighborhood where there was a lot of Italian kids in the neighborhood, right? And one of the things that when that was really cool back in the 50s and 60s is these Italian knit sweaters. Mm-hmm. You go down to Maxwell Street, which is where all this stuff was sold outside the shops, like a big farmer's market an open air market. And for 20 bucks, and back then now, back in 20 bucks was a lot of money, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You could get one of these imported Italian knit sweaters. And if you had one of those, you were considered a cool kid that you could wear an Italian knit sweater. I mean, I wore the shit out of my Italian knit sweaters. <laughs> I had two of them. Three. I got a real cool one. I got a purple one. When the Temptations were out, they dress in purple mm-hmm. all the time. And I got one that had mm-hmm. purple colors on it. It was really cool. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so when my mom would shop, she would get me one of these polyester knit sweaters. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> polyester is not Italian wool knit sweaters. It's now, there's, those- a, there's an unnecessary sentence. There, that, you, that, that sentence shouldn't have to exist. You do not have to make that distinction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that my is- God. I would be so disappointed. And then I'd sit there. And, you know, if I express my disappointment, you should be grateful. Because there's kids that aren't getting any, any presence at all. And look at you got an Italian sweater and a tie. I was fucking 12 years old. I don't wear fucking ties. Why are you giving me a fucking tie at 12 years old? I don't wear ties. Can anybody see who I am? Please. Could you see? I like Italian knit. I don't want polyester. He still has feelings about this, Patrick. He still has feelings about this. (laughs) I I relate to that pretty hard. (laughs) <laughs> so now as an adult when i give a gift i really try to give something somebody wants not what i want to give not just to give a gift but i want to see the people so that's a big way it's changed it's a time of year for me to step back and say what do i really know about this person and what they would really like in their life and i think 90 percent of the time i'm pretty good at that in terms of really giving something to somebody that they really would like and value 
and use and integrate into their life. So that's one big change for me. Wow. Uh, yeah. Go well, ahead. For Patrick. Me, yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I think uh, I hadn't even really thought about in this context till you put the question to us, but like feelings of unworthiness were, were usually associated with Christmas. My granddad is pretty wealthy or was pretty wealthy before he passed. Yeah. So he was Santa. So at every Christmas, and this is uh, going to come off like a humble brag, but it's really not like, you know, it, it, we would always have this stuff to open. And, um, and so I would oddly, I would have like an anxiety about opening my envelope and my things because uh, there would be a little bit of competitiveness. Like, well, what am I bringing to, for everybody to open at, at the, around the holidays. And then sure. um with my addiction issues over the years, uh, you know, and, and coming to, to a head um, in the uh, 2010s where like it was, it was unworthiness and then also lack of presence. I just was so, you know, there and not there, whether I was loaded uh, around the holidays or whether I was physically, I was out and about just trying to uh, take care of that bit of business. And, um, and uh yeah, that's that's the way things were. Um, my granddad, Santa, um, one of the last things he did was uh, pitch in a lot of money to to get me to rehab um, in uh, mm. 2018. And I actually did get to call him. He died a few weeks after I uh, got out of my 30 day stint. And um, so I did get to thank him and uh, and and tell him that I was getting better. Um, but uh so well, that's a. I just want to. I just want to say that's a gift for us all. Thank, thank you to your grandfather. Oh yeah, Gene McDavid. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, but since then, so just to kind of bring it to the next part of the question, where am I now? Is um, I'm still working on the unworthiness, but the presence. I, I view my duty around the holidays, and it cuts both ways because I I've been getting a lot out of it. It's just like listen to where to listen to the people that come and uh, make food and kind of be there. And uh, just, you know, even if I'm anxious or like not feeling like, I don't know, the most chatty or um, comfortable in my own skin. Um, I think I, I kind of like, like uh, grudgingly accepted that people do kind of like to be around me uh, <laughs> on the holidays and, uh, and I need to be around them and I need to um, yeah, just like, be present with the family and with the friends. And, um, and that is my, that's where, that's how I see my role this holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and um, yeah, going forward. So that's, that's mine. Well, let me ask you a specific question. What, what are, what are, as you and, and Maddie are beginning your, your life together, your, or your, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm, I'm jumping ahead for you. I don't mean to be doing that, but you and Maddie and your relationship, what, what are, what are your expectations in gift giving there? Yeah. Oh, well, see, it's uh, this is actually kind of cool. She is um, it's strange to me, but she uh, doesn't like surprises. <laughs> She's very much like, OK, I'm going to tell you exactly what I want and uh, we're going to hash it out ahead of time. And I've got the uh, the caveat that we need to give each other something small that we can open on the day. That's a surprise because I do like surprises. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, getting the uh, the letter of the law in the expectations for gifts, I mean, between me and her, uh, mm -hmm. that's that's we're pretty set on that. And I'll just, I'll just uh, add a nice. little bit of dish for Thanksgiving is that mm -hmm. I've never met her father, her birth dad, and he's going to be coming to Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> this year, meeting him for the first time. And uh, he's kind of a character. Um, you know, he's a, yeah, he's a little out of his mind from what I understand, but I'm just so excited to meet um, the other parent. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll, it'll uh, 
it'll clarify a few things. So. Well, a little out of his mind, like us, or you know, or, or... <laughs> well, <laughs> he's uh, you know, he, he's just kind of uh, he strikes me as having a bit of a Peter Pan thing, you know, like um, ah, okay. he likes to he likes to open credit cards in the kid's name and uh, buy like sports cars with it and stuff, and uh, he's there. You go, yeah, <laughs> pretty 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 spectacular person. I'm looking forward to meeting. <laughs> anyway, what's your what's yours, Tom? Wow. Where were you then wow. and now? Well, for me, Christmas, uh, the holidays and Christmas in particular, but it was like both, both Thanksgiving and the, and Christmas time was. Uh, um, and by the way, I just want to add to, to that we we don't often don't talk about Christmas as a secular holiday, but it's like you know I, I grew up, I grew up in a Presbyterian ha- household. It's like in Presbyterian, in, certainly in West Texas, was you know all things in moderation. And what time do the Dallas Cowboys play football? It's like you know I you know I I never grew up with Christmas being a particularly religious holiday. So so and sometimes I'll, I'll notice I'll notice in conversations with people I will get into a conversation and realize they're assuming I'm, I'm talking about. Christmas that I'm that I'm a Christian, which I'm which I don't consider myself to be at this point in my life, and uh, and but but that but the idea that even then it was it was you know it was a it was a not it was a a, a gift a giving holiday, but I, but I don't think I even really associated a lot with with a, with the religion, but I so I associated a lot with my my siblings and particularly my younger brother who's two years younger than me because he and I went through all of the the waiting for Santa to, you know, when you're two years apart, it's good. It's, it's like, you really, you know, my older brother uh, is five years older than me. So that's a, it's almost a different, you know, family kind of thing. And, uh, but my younger brother's two years younger and we, and we would, uh, uh, I mean, we would, uh, we we got up at four o'clock in the morning. We had trouble going to sleep, like you said, Alan. And we got up at four o'clock in the morning and stood in front of the furnace in our, in our bedroom to stay warm. And, uh, uh, but but the rule was we couldn't wake our parents up till six a.m. And so you know you, we waited from for two hours until six a.m. and 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 then we would go could go get presents and that was just it was just I mean everything was the, the you know didn't know it then but the build up the excitement the anticipation was of course obviously part of where most of our stories come from you know the, it's it's just a blur after we start rip you know I have five kids in my family it's like you know we start ripping fa- uh, uh, presents open things like that so there's that and um, t- t- I mean as for today it's like. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell this story is like, I, in, in 2013 on Christmas Eve, we, we, we had certain traditions we have around here. We had a place where we, a place called Daltz that we, we started years ago, decades ago, having, having lunch on Christmas Eve and having friends with us. And that became kind of a tradition for a lot of us. And we did that. And one day after that, we came back to the farm and we were, you know, we at the barn with the horses. And I crawled over the fence to play with my horse. Uh, there's this horse scooter who was running in the field and bucking around. And he comes up to me and I put my hand on his nose like we do. And then he spins around in a, in a second. And, and as he, before he takes off again, puts that, puts his right, uh, his, his right rear uh, foot right in my stomach. And so it doubles me over like a wallet, you know, cheap is, um, and so short version of this is, is that was the Christmas that, that Didi and I, and Didi, I think was the one who said this, we, we named it very quickly, our Christmas of gratitude. It's mm-hmm. like, cause I, I spent two days in the hospital 
went to the emergency. I, I thought, you know, I'd, I'd being a, being a, an addict and an idiot, you know, I'd, I, I spent a few hours going, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. You know, and, you know, <laughs> oh like laying, around, laying, laying around and stuff like that. And then it's finally like, Didi, I think I need to go to the emergency room. And so we, we did that. And, and well, so I spent experiencing time. What were your symptoms? Oh, it was, I mean, I got, it was, well, it, it made me just bruised. It, what happened was it bruised the hell out of my intestines. It's like, I mean, the, the thing that they, they, what they did is they hospitalized me. And I mean, I, I was under the care of two trauma surgeons because they were, you know, the, the, they were, they were watching me to, to hope, hope that they weren't going to have to do surgery, you know, cause I mean, the worst case scenario would have been, they would have had to remove parts of my intestines. And I mean, it was pretty, it was, could have been very serious. <laughs> one of one of these wonderful trauma surgeons who were hilarious for some reason, I, it's like a weird dream. These trauma surgeons were so nice to me on Christmas, but, but one of them said, he said, he said, no, he said, he said, if you're going to get kicked by in the gut by a horse, he said, you got kicked at the right place and at just the right velocity. Oh, and it's yeah. like, you know, it's, like, how, it's he, how, it's how Jackie Chan would have been kicked by a horse. That's right. He said, he said it. It reminds me of that regarding Henry movie with, with Harrison Ford, where, where the where the where the doctor tells his wife and wife doesn't think it's funny that if you're going to get shot in the head, he got shot in the head in just the right place. It's like like, you know, it's like, but the idea was we so so we I missed we, we, we opened presents later when I got back home, but it was after Christmas. When I got home. But but um, we just called we just it was just a. And it wasn't like it was an earth shattering thing. It was it was like it was just a, a celebration of gratitude that we both were aware when Didi said that we both were aware of how much worse it could be. It was one of those times. And, and I have a lot of them these days because I I'll program myself to have them. I encourage myself to have where you where you where you use a, a you use comparison and contrast for the good rather than the bad and realize, oh, wow, how lucky are we? you know, that we're together. It's like, what's, this is the kind of thing where I always think if I was in a, in a, in a parallel universe, I'm under the knife or I'm dead or, you know, something like that in that situation. Cause the doctor did say that he said, if you'd been kicked a little bit higher, he said, he said, a horse, a horse kicking you in the heart like that. He says, it'll just stop your heart. It's, oh. it's like, yeah. So, 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 uh, so, so, so anyway, I don't know. I, so, so I'll tell that story is, is it, it's kind of a, even though it's, that's 2013 now, it's, it's kind of a um, reference point for me every Christmas these days. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I gratitude is uh, something that we associate often with uh, obviously Thanksgiving and um, Christmas and, and yet, I think sometimes our annoyance with things can sometimes compete with our gratitude. And then <laughs> no <we're, kidding. laughs> we, I mean, that, that has added to my feeling of unworthiness in the past. And I think like, it's just, I, I would like to circle back to what Alan was saying about, um, mm. you know, no shoulds. And if mm -hmm. you hate the holidays for whatever reason, or if you hate somebody that you're kind of like, you feel obligated to break bread with over the holiday season, mm -hmm. um, then like, that's okay. Really? I mean, you can have a negative, uh, yeah. negative association with with the holidays. But I then again, I guess then mm -hmm. you would have to investigate like, well, if I'm going to do the deal, if I'm going to show up um, to be with these people uh, for the holiday um, and I'm not really feeling it, then like, well, you know, maybe there's like maybe there's another reason I would have for for sitting there and, and doing the deal um, beyond just like my. Uh, my own pleasure and, you know, fulfillment in attending the holiday, you know, maybe just. Well, or, 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 yeah, or and that's, but that's a perfect example of 
I think of what we're talking about, about expectations of ourselves or because the other thing is, or having the expectation of yourself that you're supposed to feel differently about this person, for instance, it's like, you know, this is where I, I, you know, I always remind people that, you know, we get to, you know, and this, this, this may seem obvious to other people, but it wasn't for me. We get to choose our sources of self-esteem. You know, we, every, you know, when, when, when I was, when I was really buying into that should monster of mine and being mean as hell to myself, every, everything, especially anything I wasn't good at or wasn't doing what I thought was right, counted the, the same amount, you know, that it was worth the same amount of points. It's like, like, and, and what I realized is, no, there are just lots of things about who I am in the world that matter to me more than other things. And, and so the idea is, part of being disappointed if you're, if I'm sitting there and, and I, you know, I hate the person across this, the, the table from me, maybe, maybe there's, maybe I've got work to do. Maybe I don't need to hate that person, whatever, but I do. I like the p- part that we're doing today where we're talking about let's f- come as you are and to use your term, who, how are you doing right now? It's like, if I hate that person, then I don't need to base my, my sense of self on the fact that I hate that person. And I don't, I don't think I should, I, I could basically, I love what Alan's family did. And it's, and it's a great example of how even in dysfunction, we, we, you know, we, we do great things sometimes is that this, this, un, this, un, this rule, probably mostly unspoken rule that you put all this shit aside, you know, for the sake of the holiday. And it's like, uh, and there's a difference, but there really is a difference between putting something aside consciously and stuffing it. That's big you know big. big. And so the idea is thinking, taking a th- thought like that and saying, "I can put this aside," and I can, and I, and I don't mean like put myself on a pedestal, but I can feel if I want to have some self esteem as I sit there at my Thanksgiving dinner across from my cousin I ate. It's like I can feel good that I that I'm that I've put that aside for this meal for this, for this day. And I'm going to, I'm going to be respectful and kind, and I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the person that, that I would, you know, I would advise you to be in that same situation. I'm going to do the best I could do. Um, and, and let myself feel good about myself. Just changing the expectation. Yeah. You know, you mentioned before about how the holiday didn't have a real religious tone for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and neither did it for me. My mom was raised at the age of four. She was put into a, a Catholic um, orphanage because the family mm-hmm. couldn't afford it. it. Was during a depression, and they mm-hmm. couldn't feed all the children they had. So, four other children were sent to an orphanage at Saint Anthony's in New Jersey, and the nuns were very abusive. Um, mm-hmm. She had a very traumatic childhood. In addition to being separated from her family from four wow. until fourteen, ten years. Wow! Wow! She was separated from her family. And um, so what she what I remember her saying when she was an adult, she says, when I was a child, I kept saying, where is God? Where where Mm -hmm. is this God of love that everybody's telling me God is? Because it's not she's he's not here in the nuns. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's not present with these nuns. Mm -hmm. So she always believed in Jesus, but she couldn't believe in the church anymore. Mm hmm. She separated from, so she always had pictures of Jesus, a rosary, and she, but she never imposed that on us. She said, find your own path. So did my dad. My dad was raised in a, mm-hmm. a Jewish tradition. When he was an adult, he became, he called himself an atheist. I think he was mm-hmm. more agnostic than atheist, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. He just didn't look at the holidays as a religious thing. To not be religious doesn't mean it's not spiritual. 
you know, it's a, it's a little bit like, like Roger was saying in the Thursday meeting about uh, Nathaniel Brandon the other day, he said, you know, just because he, you know, he didn't, he didn't point to God and didn't talk about religion. He said he did, he did mention spirituality, you know, and this is, and this is to me, you know, one of the things that we, uh, that we're all describing, you know, if I'm, if I'm sitting here describing my relationship with my little brother, when we're, we're there, that's, that, that feels that's, that's, that's beyond, that's beyond just the physical world. That's a spiritual connection for me. Well, for whatever, whatever reason, it makes me think of, like, I was talking to a friend the other day who's having some relationship issues and he kept saying like, well, you know, I mean, happy couples where they're supposed to, you know, like uh, there's X, Y, and Z that, you know, is uh, a signifier of a happy couple and I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. And so mm. I feel completely dysfunctional. And um, I think almost always I hear people fall into that trap about the holidays, which is just like, well, you know, mm -hmm. I saw, I saw on a Chris, on a, the Hallmark channel that this is what the family was doing. And um, because, uh, <laughs> because I'm not that, <laughs> I'll, you know, that there must be, that must mean that I'm like a defective person. And that's mm -hmm. just like, you know, you do you. And by the mm -hmm. way, I apologize. My mm -hmm. cats are having World War Three next to me. Never apologize yeah. for your cats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I don't know. I I I know I said it early in the episode, but it bears repeating for me. I guess even if only to get it straight for myself is just the kind of like do do, do the type of holidays that work for you and um, make adjustments and be flexible where necessary to get what well, you need it out of it. Yeah. And, you know, that it actually brings me all the way back to talk about going back to the basics, back to the basics of like the 12 step program that, that, you know, saved all of our asses is, is that, that, um, is, you know, one of the things I remember that made a big impression on me early on for not just me, but for other people, because the holidays got to be so difficult when people were first getting sober and getting clean and stuff. It's like, it's like, you, you know, the, 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 the solid, the solid message coming out of AA is, it's just 24 hours. It's a 24 hour period. That's it. You know, yeah. and that's where, you know, the, the meetings, the meetings didn't stop. You know, yeah. nobody took Nobody took nobody. You know, you may not go to a meeting on a, on a Christmas day because you because you're busy and you choose to do that. But it's, it, there's there's a meeting, you know, you, do you go guys, on. Do you guys do that anymore? Or I mean, you guys are pretty solid in your recovery. But like, do, I, I, I'm still trying to get a meeting to schedule together. That's a little bit more mm -hmm. robust. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm usually, I'm usually, uh, if I'm even if I'm busy sleeping, I'm probably doing that, but it's, it's, uh, uh, but I, but I, but to me, the idea is, is, you know, support. I mean, it's not just support groups, but because support of each other is the thing. You know, I always say recovery is like a rechargeable battery. You know, you, it's like we want to after, you know, when you first when you first get your appliance, you know, they tell you to plug it in and leave it plugged in. That's I always say that's the 90 and 90 kind of concept, you know, like doesn't get don't, don't just don't, you know, we've all seen somebody go to a couple of meetings and think, OK, I think I got it. And you know, dust off their hands and that's trouble. But once, you know, I like the idea that we get to the place where we can hold a charge and, and it's like, it's, it's, it's a part of our independence, but it's, uh, but the humility is always that, no, I never need to, you know, I always need to be sure I'm, I'm recharging with my connections, my relationships and my, my support. Yeah. Oh, you know, Tom, it, I have this image of you, like you're probably, I, I cause I know you walk uh, Lucas around like mm -hmm, the grounds mm -hmm. and stuff. That's probably mm -hmm. like in a way that's like a little mini meeting for you. Right. Because oh, you, know, man. you could just it's, go it's, and it's, 
it's the, the walking out in back of our our house on our property is I call it I call it heaven because because I figure if if I I've, it's funny I I've had I have the, this literal thought I call it if I die when I if I die how about how about that for denial huh if I die how about, possibly possibly one day <laughs> if 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 the if the strange occurrence that happens to you Tom that's right if that strange thing. <laughs> When I die, if I I've had that thought of when I die, if I find myself just out here walking this loop around these pastures out here in the woods, I'm fine. It's like it's I feel like I get I get to visit. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely. It's also a place where, you know, you and I have talked about writing a lot too. too, Patrick. It's such a part of my writing process. You know, if I'm have if, if I before I sit down to write, you know, sometimes and sometimes I get lazy and think, well, I'll just sit down and do this. But it's like, no, nah, you know, if I if I go out and walk, usually if I put some good music on in my head and and, and walk around out there, it's like like I'm in a I'm in a whole different place, and I'm in it's it's the it's almost like if if we're if we think of ourselves as almost as multiple personalities, the the creative part, the creative me has 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 come forth, and is yeah. ready to work at that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're talking, I guess self-care uh routines that can come into play um yeah personal church stress. personal church my church, yeah you're right that walk walking with lucas out back is is and i and and uh, I, I just came in from doing that just before before we started today it's like it's yeah it's just i love it yeah and um well, alan do you do you have one thing well I, what i wanted to say is so you know look at we always advise people check your expectations but mm -hmm. what we also want you to do is observe your expectations, because yes. one of the things that happens here is a lot of times your expectations will be unconscious. You won't mm -hmm. know that you have them until you until one of them is violated. I mean, that's when we right. know we've had an expectation. Oh, absolutely. Going our way, we're not disturbed. Everything seems to be swimmingly fine. Right. I mean, it's like. But what I want you to do is if you find yourself upset about something, take it as an opportunity to give yourself the gift of becoming more aware of one of your expectations. See, those are the gifts that we can unpack that we're going to get ample opportunities to do so. So that's yes. my thing that I say, Patrick, is that I try to become aware of, especially if I get upset about something and search for what is the rule here? What is the expectation I have? What is the emotional dependency I have? Mm -hmm. And so that's, I find that better than going in and saying, I'm not going to have any expectations. All right. Good luck with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> that'll work. You know, it's like, there's a, there's a good use for willpower. That's not it. Mm -hmm. I mean, is the will myself into being an expectation free. Yeah. I can yeah. use my willpower to become aware of to be and to be curious about see becoming aware of and curious about is really those are the two things to arm yourself with during these holidays being aware that's of that's yes about. that's interesting alan because that thing the thing i'll just say real briefly because it's kind of out of context but it's like the thing i sent you guys before today when I, I had just written is it was really it was i thought it was really important for me i i was writing and i've had more to say and i real and i stopped it at the point of awareness i think i've learned that from you i stopped you know it's, it's like i said because that's that's and, and so the the try this part at the end of something getting somebody to put it on to put it on the ground working with it is just saying yeah 
in, be aware, observe yourself. That's right. It's so, it's so important. And it's like, there's, and, and remind me Patrick too, because there's two things I want to send to you to put in the links of the, the show notes today. One is a, a thing I wrote a while back called help for the holidays. And the other is, is a thing I call, it's just a one page thing called invisible policy manual, which is, which is what Alan's talking about that you don't know it's been violated until it's been violated, yeah. you know, but everybody knows when it has. I wanted to stress that um, it's also important to not let the progress you've made or the um, the real kind of like uh, positive contributions you've made to the holidays go unobserved. I have that tendency, I think, to like look at so much through the framework of, you know, how lot, perfectionism, you know, like mm -hmm. like was I was I the ideal uh, holiday specimen <laughs> when mm -hmm. everybody came over and uh, sometimes, you know, there are uh, there are ways that I'm making inroads and and kind of like getting better at uh, the socializing the the ritual of these holidays right and uh, right. you know just give yourself a little pat on the back for what 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 things you've um, taken steps forward on well well credit where credit is due and 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 I'm just gonna say one more thing because because this is something that, that we've brought up a few times recently I think the three of us is is. I like the idea that we take on kind of a challenge, the, the, the three of us take on the challenge to kind of to kind of reinstate the term self-criticism in a positive way. You know, it, and it's like it, it, to me, I, you know, anybody can do it anywhere they want to. But I, I, I contrast it to self-condemnation, which is a, 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 an obvious negative. But but we need because you just described two things, credit where credit is due, giving yourself that credit. And the other was also building your self-esteem through paying attention to the fact that you're using self-criticism to benefit yourself. To be mm. to be better at something and, and see, I think sometimes we get to where we walk on eggshells around people because of we're talking about low self-esteem that, oh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But it's like you don't get better if your feelings don't get hurt a little bit. You can have your feelings hurt and respond to it effectively. And, and that's part of it's a big part of what emotional sobriety is. Yes, that's right. It's kind of one of the most. uh one of the most trying times of year, really, for emotional sobriety, or can be. Well, it is. And, you know, it, and maybe next time we get together, we can go over the. I wrote this little thing on the 12 stupid things you can do to mess up your holidays. Oh, we, we definitely need to do so that. I love that. that. Yeah, let's yeah. do that at our next week at our podcast. Oh, I, that's perfect. It's a perfect time for, yeah, because the holidays is a magnifying glass. Whatever is good is wonderful. Whatever is bad just totally sucks. It's really not that good. And it's really not that bad. That's right. No, but it's so true, man. It magnifies it. Because of expectations. It's supposed to be a special time of year. Well, it is, but it doesn't mean that all the other issues are gone. By the yep. way, I, we were, I was at this event last night. Uh, it was a fundraiser for Michael J. Fox's foundation for Parkinson's. And I really thought of you, Tom. There, there was mm -hmm. a magician there last night that mm -hmm. was very talented. Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, and a lot of the the two kids that organized this fundraiser were two teenagers, and, and mm -hmm. their father suffers from Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And um, so there was like about eight teenagers around this magician last night. Mm -hmm. And it was really great. He was so good with them. Kudos for these two kids. Oh, they no raised $10,000, you know, to donate to the you know, Michael J. Fox Foundation 
last night and they just did a tremendous job. They were like 15 and 16 year olds, even with this election, this last election, Mm -hmm. it does my heart good, man. I I Mm -hmm. see that. I still have faith now. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, enough said with that. Uh, let me just say, God, God bless Michael J. Fox. It's like that man, that man has done, has done so much and continues to do so much for so many. Well, look, yeah. at, you know, he's the Betty Ford of, of Parkinson's. I read his couple of his books because, I mean, I know in his first book, uh, Lucky Man, one of the things he says is, is at this point in his life, as he was writing that book, that he said if somebody came to him and said, and, and I think we've, we've probably all said the same thing about alcoholism. If I would give the Parkinson's back, he said, I wouldn't. He said, because I, because of the gifts that have come from it. Well, that's emotional sobriety. You live from the present moment forward and you look for the gifts. All right. Until next time. Peace out. Tinge your life. Tinge your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then with glass in hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again Glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories Bring your stories Back to me